Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Today, we've got a great malicious compliance story about a winning lottery ticket. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, the Christmas tree story. With Christmas rolling around and various stores offering fresh-cut trees for sale, this story always pops back up in my memory, and it's hard not to laugh as I write it. Hopefully this case of malicious compliance will have you smiling as much as the memory of it makes me smile. So I was working as a head cashier, basically low-level management for those curious, at one of the big box stores. It was December, some weeks before Christmas, and tree sales were on offer. It was approaching our closing, and as per the policy for that store, once night fell, we would close our garden center. Any purchases, trees included, had to go through the front. Now, since the garden center area was closed already, this meant there were no cashiers on hand. Cashiers being the people who were in charge of loading up the trees for customers. About 15 minutes or so before the store locks the doors, this lady whom I'll call Clueless wheels into the store and rushes up to the garden center area, rattling the chain link gates. This prompts one of the floor guys to direct her up front. Clueless needs a tree. Like right now. The way she's acting, you would have thought there was a golden ticket or something in that tree. Or it was announced that live Christmas trees were a limited source and there was only one or two left in the world. Johnny, the manager who was handling closing that day, dutifully rings Clueless up, and he then turns to me. Mind helping me with loading this tree? Johnny didn't need the help, but he was the kind of manager who recognized when someone needed a break from dealing with cashiers. I love you guys, but sometimes you're as bad as the customers. For a few minutes, I nod and tell the other head cashier that I was heading off to help with the tree, and to call me over my company phone if I was needed for, well, anything really. We head out, and the ladies already picked a particular tree she wanted, one of the largest we had. Johnny and I usually do the usual deal of trimming the tree's base with a chainsaw, wrapping the tree in this funky netting that did nothing to really stop you losing needles from it, and then instruct the customer to bring your car over and we'd put it on the roof. Customer does this, and that's where the fun begins. Johnny and I could do nothing right. It didn't matter how we suggested tying the tree to the roof rack of this customer's car. It wasn't good enough. Eventually, we get the customer to agree to a compromise. She rolls down the window on the passenger side of her car, and we loop the nylon tie-down rope around the door and post, cinch it tight, and let her roll the windows back up. Then we headed over to the other side of the car and stood there trying to sort out the best way to finish the tie-down job. The customer says, just tie it like you did the other side. Johnny says, that's not a good idea. The customer says, I don't care. You haven't done anything right and I need to get home now. I say, uh, yeah, he's... They say, the customer's always right. Now do what I said. Johnny looks at me. I look at him and we shrug. So the lady rolls down the driver's side windows and we start tying the tree down. The customer chimes in at this point saying, and make sure it's tight. I don't want this coming off. Okay then, tight it is. 
We pulled that rope so tight that it was bordering on denting the door of her car, cinch everything down, and put one heck of a knot to keep everything together. My old Boy Scout leader would have been proud. The customer seems satisfied, rolls up her car windows, and drives off. Johnny and I, watching as she heads up the lot, I look over at him and ask, How long do you think it'll take her to realize that, the way we tied that, she can't get out of her car now? Johnny just shrugs. Customer's always right, remember? He says with a dopey smile, and we head back inside to do final closing. So, for those that don't get it, we didn't tie it around the doorpost. We tied it around the closed doors through the window, tight enough that neither the driver's side nor the passenger side doors could be opened. There is something of an epilogue to the story. So the next day, I'm doing my thing when I see Johnny and Clyde, the store manager, talking about something. Clyde is laughing so hard that he has tears streaming down his face. Johnny sees me and waves me over. That's where I get the rest of the story. The lady had called our corporate complaints line to complain about how two idiots at our store had trapped her in her car when they tied a Christmas tree to the roof of it. She didn't get their names but thought it was something like Trevor and Sam or something. She had to call the fire department to come and cut the rope to extricate her from the vehicle and she was pissed, royally pissed. She wanted those two fired for what they had done. The report came down to Clyde, who had no clue what was going on, much less who the heck these two employees were, as there wasn't anyone who worked at his store named anything near that. Corporate had just chalked it up to an irate customer, think Karen, and told him not to worry about it. He was talking with Johnny about the weird complaint when Johnny had relayed the story of what really happened. I was called over to act as his witness. Clyde was beside himself. His laughter at this lady's stupidity was such, every so often, whenever he heard a call for someone to come help with a Christmas tree sale, he would burst into fits of laughter or giggles. No punishment came from that, as he figured that, well, we'd done exactly what the lady wanted, and it tried to warn her that it wasn't a good idea. I would see the lady in the store from time to time after that, and she made a point to not look at me or scuttle off to another aisle. I suspect someone told her just how stupid she had been, that, or she was afraid I'd trap her in her car again. If I was OP and I saw that customer again, I would say, hey, you want another tree? Just really dig it in there, you know? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, just follow the instructions? Okay. So, during my high school years, my family moved into a new place, and thus began the process of moving our pantry into our new basement. One of my parents brought a whole array of metal shelving from somewhere and told me to go down and assemble the first unit. I was informed that they were to be freestanding right where the box was and not to move them because they wanted them there. Lo and behold, as I unfolded the instructions and commenced through reading them before building said shelf, I noticed that they were not freestanding shelves, but were meant to be screwed into a wall. And there was even a step for that. The instructions themselves referred to them as not freestanding and warned that they should be built next to a wall and then screwed to it or they wouldn't hold weight. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I returned to said parental unit and attempted to inform them of this, only to meet exactly what I expected. I was told I was just being lazy and trying to get out of a job. I was lying about what the instructions said because parental unit would never have purchased the wrong thing. Besides, who would sell shelves that weren't freestanding? That would be stupid, etc, etc. I suggested moving the shelves over to the wall for support and was told to stop being lazy and disrespectful and to go build the shelves now where they had been placed. Alright, so I went back down to the basement and did just that. They were flimsy as anything on their own, but they were up. Soon enough, parental unit attempts to fill them and the shelves fail, buckling. Parental unit starts reaming me out for failing to build them properly. I replied that I had failed to build them properly because I'd been ordered not to build them properly. And once again pointed out that on both the outside of the box and the instructions, it said that the shelves were not freestanding. The parent replied that I was... Honestly, I don't even remember, but it was in the vein most of you would guess disrespectful, unable to follow directions, etc, etc, and they were going to prove it by showing me how it was done, and building another set of shelves, after which they were going to charge me for the shelving I had ruined with my laziness. About an hour later, there was another crash from the basement as the second set of shelves buckled. They never said another word to me about it, but... A day or so later, the rest of the shelves were up and screwed into the wall as the instructions dictated, and they're still there all these years later. I just don't understand how if OP said on the box and in the instructions it says literally not freestanding, how they could look at their kid and be like, you liar, you disrespectful. Our next story is, don't watch your winnings? Okay. When I was a teenager, I worked in a stationery slash newsagent store that also sold lottery tickets. When you buy a multi-draw ticket and win on one of the draws before the last one, you can claim the money and the machine auto-prints a new ticket for you for the remaining draws. One day, a man comes in to check if he's won anything. For whatever reason, he's decided to laminate his ticket back to back with a shopping list. I scan his ticket and it says he's won 10 British pounds. Once the scan is done, there's no going back when it's under 100 pounds. The prize must be paid out. I tell him he won 10 pounds and I have to keep his ticket, but here's your new one. Conversation goes something like this. You've won 10 pounds. I just have to keep this ticket. Here's your new one. I hold out a crisp 10 pound note and a new ticket. 
The customer says, no, I still need that. It has my shopping on it. I don't want a new ticket. I say, I'm sorry, but I have to attach this receipt, printed by the lottery terminal, to the ticket and put it in the safe. The old ticket is no longer valid. They say, no, give me my ticket back. Now, at this point, I'm not really paid enough to argue, so I offer him his old ticket, new ticket, and winnings. I say, okay, here you go. They say, no, I just want my ticket. I don't want the winnings yet. I say, you really need to take this now. They say, no, I don't want any of that. He's being pretty rude about the whole thing, so I comply with his request and only give him the worthless ticket, leaving me with his 10 pounds and a new ticket. I pop the lottery receipt in the safe, as that's all I have, and I leave the money and new ticket beside the till for the rest of my shift, in case he realizes his mistake, but he doesn't come back. I forget what I did with the money, put it in a charity box or something probably, but it didn't go to him or the shop, that's for sure. The new ticket didn't win anything else. Might as well just keep it for some clueless tax, it's nice that OP gave it to charity. This next story is, it shouldn't be that expensive. No way it would involve retooling much of the factory. I'll just escalate the matter. Generally, there was a fair amount of communication between the product development departments and the production departments of upcoming products or revisions to existing ones. No major dramas, usually, except for one particular incident. We were looking at the specifications for a revised machined product to address a known issue. Except, we saw some insanely tight tolerances, such as one with a plus or minus 0.5 micron tolerance, or 500 nanometers. This was getting to the 1980s level of semiconductor manufacturing precision. Except, we're doing high-speed metal machining operations. There were other tolerances that weren't as extreme, but all in combined, it was going to be an incredibly expensive revision. And we were supposed to manufacture hundreds of these parts per day through highly automated production lines. So we can't do this relatively manual process of making perfectly machined parts. The email and video conference discussions were getting more heated as whoever was in charge of the design team was adamant that we could implement the revisions with our existing production lines. I could tell the rest of the design team in those video conferences were disinterested in the conflict. My manager told us to come up with a proposal on how to rebuild our production line to meet the design team's requirements. Rip out about half of our production line because our existing automated CNC machines simply lack the precision to hit those extremely small tolerances? Check. Find or custom order automated CNC machines that can deliver on those extreme precisions and in sufficient numbers to rebuild the production line? Machines that much of the production staff would be unfamiliar with and thus need training? Check. Replacing tooling much more frequently because they'll wear down over time and thus go out of tolerance? Check. Rewire and reprogram industrial control systems to accommodate the massive changes? Possibly even have to replace some of the legacy control systems? Check. This is the part where my main line of work is in. Implement extremely tight climate control so that the thermal expansion and contraction is controlled? Check. Implement vibration control on every production machine, conveyors, and robotic arms? Check. Ramp up the number of quality inspection stations between the production stations 
and overhaul those stations to check for parts that are outside of the tolerance specifications because their existing tools would be completely inadequate? Check. Rip out the existing automated quality inspection stations because they lack the precision to inspect for 500 nanometers deviations? Check. Still expect scrap rates to go through the roof? Check. Still meet the cost per part goal, even ignoring the upfront costs of doing all those installation and only looking at operating costs? LOL. Minimal disruption to the existing production line during the lengthy changeover, because it turns out entirely stopping production for several months gets very expensive? Unless they give us the budget to expand the facility and build an entire new line from scratch, heck no. The glorious moment was when the design lead accused us of BSing the math and told us to bring that matter to the corporate headquarters in email. That was because the design team was working under a different division than us, so it was above our plant's senior management. We went through our analysis report and tried our best to explain all of our assumptions and the cost calculations and fifth grade concepts in it before sending it off to the plant's management. Rumors has it that the matter was escalated to the corporate headquarter. My manager later received an email from plant management telling us to scrap the entire proposed revision and work with the design team on more economical revisions. A contact in the product development department said that the entire design team was told that unless they come up with their own production plans that were more economical than our plan, the design lead was politely told to work on better communications with the production departments and maybe they should visit the production lines in person. Also, the other division's management was not happy with the design lead because they were blindsided by the situation when they were asked what the heck was going on. So through and through, terrible plans and terrible management for not realizing that those were terrible plans, they were trying to pull off some like NASA-level tolerances. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 